Welcome to the Prayer Mentor Podcast, where we are empowering Christian leaders to pray for the harvest. We pray your prayer life will be deepened by this podcast. Today I want to talk to you about praying for the kingdom of God, and specifically we're going to talk about from John 17, the heavenly resources that Jesus gives us to fulfill the work the calling that he has for us so that we can pray for the kingdom of heaven. In John 17, we see Jesus' priestly prayer. It's a wonderful prayer, and every time I've heard it taught, uh, I've heard pastors teach on the specific request that Jesus makes. And as I've meditated on John 17, what I've discovered and found is that there's a key word in his prayer. And the word is ditto, the Greek word. The English word is give, gave, or given. And it's used 16 times in the passage. And what we see is that the Father gives the Son a work to do. The Father gives the Son people, his followers. The Father gives the Son resources to accomplish that work and to care for the people God's entrusted to him. And so uh, what we see in John 17 verse 4 is that Jesus said, I have glorified you on earth having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. Jesus was given a work by the Father and at the end of his life, the night before he's going to be crucified, Jesus is able to pray to the Father and say, I've glorified your name. I've done the job. I've completed the work you've given me to do. And I'm going to suggest to you that the work the Father gave the Son to do is found in Isaiah 61 in Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to declare freedom to the prisoner, to give sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, to mend the brokenhearted. At the end of his life, the end of his ministry, Jesus is able to say with confidence, I brought glory to your name by completing the work you gave me to do. An amazing thing. Then what we see, um, five different verses in John 17, uh, Jesus makes reference to those whom the Father gave him. In verse 2, he says, Since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. In verse uh, verse 4, not verse 4, verse 6, he says, I have manifested your name to the people you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you have given them to me, that they may keep your word. Again, in verse 9, he says, I am praying for those I am praying for them, not, (laughs) I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. And then in verse 24, he says, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am and see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. 
five times, Jesus makes reference to those whom the Father has given him. And, and I want to suggest to you that the Father God gave Jesus a work to do. He gave him the very followers who followed him. Peter, James, and John, the 12, um, the 70, the 120. Whoever followed Jesus, it was the Father placing them in Jesus' hands. Then we see that the Father gives Jesus five resources. You know, if the Father gives the Son a work to do, He's going to give Him the resources to accomplish that work. Now, I'm a, I'm a father of three daughters. And on Saturdays, my wife and my daughters would clean the house. And poor old Dad, he would be out in the yard working all by himself. And I, I kind of got fed up with it, and I thought, you know, I'm going to teach my daughters how to mow the lawn, and they're going to help me out here. And so I took my daughter, Kara, when she was about 10 years old, and I taught her how to mow the lawn, how to cut the perimeter of the lawn, go through it twice, then go back and forth through the lawn and cut it. Kara hated the job, but she did it because she wanted to please her dad. Now, if I gave her this task of mowing the lawn, but I didn't give her a lawnmower that had gas in it, um, Kara would be frustrated because she wants to please her dad. And I would be frustrated because the lawn didn't get mowed. If I gave Kara uh, a lawnmower that the blades were not sharp, and she would make a pass through, and there would be blades of grass sticking up everywhere, Kara would be frustrated because she wants to please her dad. And I would be frustrated because there were all these blades of grass sticking up. If I give my daughter a job to do, I am going to give her um, all the resources she needs to accomplish that job. And that's what the father did with the son. He gave him a work to do. He gave him followers. And Jesus, the man, needed resources, heavenly resources, to accomplish the work the Father had for him. So in verse 2 of John 17, we see the first resource the Father gave the Son. Since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all those you have given him. What we see in verse 2 is that the Father gave the Son authority. And what did the Son do with that? He gave eternal life to all those the Father gave him. Now, I want to suggest to you this authority is a spiritual authority. As Jesus walked this earth, he taught with authority. Jesus healed men and women. Jesus cast out demons. Jesus was able to speak to a, a storm and say, be still, and it was calmed. Jesus had a spiritual authority. And so for us, when God gives us a work to do, he gives us spiritual authority, not to lord over people, but to serve them, to love them, to provide a protection over them against the enemy. Then in verse, it's verse 8, we see the second resource that the Father gave the Son. He says, For I have given them the words that you gave me, 
and they have received them and come to know in truth that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me. The second resource the Father gave the Son was his words. And what did Jesus do with that? He gave those words away to his followers. In John chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, we see Jesus saying, The Son can do nothing of himself, no, not one thing, except what he sees the Father doing. And the Father loves the Son and shows him what he's doing. The Father shows the Son what he's doing. In John 14, verse 10, he says, Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me? The words that I speak are not my own, but it's the Father living in me who's doing his work. Jesus made a choice. Um, he watched what the Father was doing in prayer. He listened for what the Father was saying, and he gave those words he heard from the Father to his followers. That was the second resource the Father gave the Son. Then we see, then we see in verses 11 and 12 of John 17, the third resource the Father gave the Son. He says, and I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost, except the son of destruction, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. The third resource the Father gave the Son is His name. Now, when I used to read this, I used to always think that name was Jesus. But then, as I meditate on the passage, I noticed that um, it is the Father's name that He gave to the Son. And what is God's name from generation to generation? It's Yahweh. The Father gave the Son His name. And I, I'm going to suggest to you that specifically this name is Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. He's the Lord of a host of an army of angels. And what does He do with this name? Well, He keeps Him. He guards them. He protects them. And He's calling on angels by the compound name of Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, to protect his followers. So what we see is that the Father gives the Son authority, and the Son gives eternal life to all those the Father gave him. We see the Father gives the Son his words, and the Son gives those words to his followers. We see, number three, that the Father gives the Son his name, and the Son, with that name, and I'm suggesting it's Yahweh Sabaoth, the Son is protecting His followers with that name. The fourth resource the Father gave the Son is found in verse 22. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. The Father gave the Son glory. As Jesus walked this earth and He spoke the truth, He spoke with authority, and people were amazed and glorified God. As he cast out demons and people were delivered, people gave glory to God and <clears throat> glory to Jesus. As Jesus healed the sick, 
and they were healed supernaturally. The Father was giving him glory. What I want to suggest to you is that glory here is that supernatural touch of God. Um, it comes when there's a supernatural touch of God. And this is something that only God has done. And there's a glory in the midst of it. Now, for many of us who have public gifts, when we minister in front of the body and the Holy Spirit is at work, there's a glory there. Um, but I want to suggest to you, even when people who um, have those gifts and they're operating behind the scenes, there can be glory there. My wife has the gift of mercy, of encouragement, and of service. And when Mary Lynn leads a small group Bible study, <clears throat> you know who God brings to her study? Women who need mercy, women who need encouragement, women who need um, to be served. And so uh, my wife had a small group of women and there was a young mom. She had three preschoolers and she was just behaggered. Um, they were all within four years old. And uh, Mary Lynn said to the woman, why don't you let me take care of your kids for one day and you go have a me day. You can go to a park and just read the word you can go get your nails done and get a pedicure. Um, you can go to the mall and just shop. It's whatever you want to do. Well, I want to tell you, as Mary Lynn is taking care of those children, and this woman, um, this mother who's devoted to her children, has a day where she can um, read the word, she can uh, shop, do whatever fills her soul. There's glory there. Then there was a woman in her group who was older, who was sickly, and her home was not well kept. And Mary Lynn said, can, can I come into your home and just help you, help do a deep cleaning here for you? And the woman allowed her to do it. And Mary Lynn spent the day, and she did a deep cleaning of that woman's home. And you know, when it was done, there was a glory there. Um, the Spirit of God did something supernatural to touch that woman and say she was of value and she was important. What I want to suggest is that the Father gives the Son glory and the Son gives us glory. And there's something wonderful regardless of our calling, regardless of our gifting, as we serve God and we fulfill His will, there's a glory there. Then. We looked at this um, at our last podcast in John 3, uh, verses 34 and 35. We see that the Father gave the Son the Spirit without limit. John 34 and 35, chapter 3, says, For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives him the Spirit of God without measure. The fifth resource the Father gave the Son was the Spirit of God without measure. Uh, it's interesting to note that when Jesus went to John the Baptist and he was baptized because that was, um, he was identifying with the movement of God uh, with John the Baptist and it was the right thing for him to do. The Holy Spirit alights on him 
and empowers him. And from that moment on, we read, especially in the Gospel of Luke, the leading of the Spirit in the Son's life. Jesus was able to fulfill the work the Father gave him to do because the Father gave him the Spirit without limit. <clears throat> so what we see, again, the Father gives the Son authority, and the Son gives eternal life to those the Father's given him. The Father gives the Son his words, and the Son gives those words away. The Father gives the Son his name, and I want to suggest it's Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. And what does the Son do? He takes that name, and he prays for the ministry of angels, and he keeps and protects and guards his followers. This Father gives the Son glory, and the Son gives that glory away. And the Father gives the Son the spirit without limit, and he utters the words of God. You see there, every time we're given a resource, we're not to sit on it. We're to use it. We're to fulfill the work God's given us to do with that resource and to minister to, to serve the people he's entrusted to us. Now, if you look in John 17 at verse 18, I think this is really an important verse for us here. It says, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. And in John 17, what we see is that the Father, when he sent the Son, he gave him a work to do. When he sent the Son, he placed people in his hands. When he sent the Son, he gave him these five resources. And Jesus says, as he sent me, I'm sending you. I want to suggest to you, the Father, the Lord Jesus has a work for you to do. The Lord Jesus wants to place people in your hands. The Lord Jesus wants to give you each one of these resources. And you know, when you're doing a work of prayer and you're praying for the kingdom, when we're praying for the kingdom, we are entering into a confrontation with the powers of darkness. We're praying for the advancement of the kingdom of God. And we're confronting the powers of darkness and taking those who are lost away from and those who are in bondage away from We're setting the captives free. We're um, bringing the gospel to them so that they can know Jesus. They can be healed. They can be set free. And it's the resources that Jesus gives us that empowers us to do this work of intercession. Verse 10 in John 17, I think is very insightful verse. Jesus says, all mine are yours and yours are mine and I am glorified in them. I have this picture in my mind that as Jesus was praying this, he had his hands cupped in front of him. And he's saying, all the people you have entrusted to me, um, they're yours. And all that is yours, they're mine. Jesus is making reference to the men and women the Father has given to him. And what I want to suggest is that we can pray this very same prayer. 
Jesus, all that is mine, the people you've entrusted to me to, fathers, your children, your wife, mothers, your children, your husband, um, those who are small group leaders, who lead a team, uh, you lead an adult Sunday school class, Jesus has placed them in your hands and they're yours. He's entrusting them to you. And when your hands are open, they're his still. Pastors, whether you have 50 people, you have 5,000 people, Jesus is placing them in your hands. Um, they're yours. He's entrusted them to you. And they're his. Uh, you keep those hands open. Now the problem is for many of us, when we are given people in a ministry, we clench our fists and we say, mine, this is my ministry, these are my people. And we lose fact, the tr lose sight of the truth that Jesus has placed them there. When your fists are clenched and you're holding on to them, Jesus can't give you any more. When your hands are open and you're saying, Jesus, these are your people. You've entrusted them to me. Um, they're yours and they're mine. Now Jesus can place more into your hands. In this prayer where Jesus the Son speaks to his heavenly Father, we are given great insight into his relationship with the Father. And 16 times it says where Jesus uses the word gave, given, or give. The Father gave the Son a work to do. The Father gave the Son the very people who followed him. The Father gave the Son resources to accomplish that work. And I want to suggest to you that Jesus has a work for you to do. Jesus has people he's entrusting to you. Jesus wants to give you resources. Wherever you're at, I, I want to encourage you right now to go into a time of prayer. Enter into the presence of God. Let me lead you in that. And I want to guide you through prayer. Now you may be driving, um, you may be mowing the lawn, you may be cleaning the house, but I, I want to encourage you to take a moment to just stop and pray. And as you're praying, to possibly stand and cup your hands in front of you. Would you do that? And let me pray for you. Father, I want to thank you for the relationship you had with the Son. I want to thank you that you gave Jesus a work to do that in the fullness of time you sent forth your son born of a virgin and you were loving us. I want to thank you that in his ministry you placed people in his hands. You entrusted them to him. As the crowds left John the Baptist and they went to Jesus, that was your doing. As the crowds began to dissipate and Jesus began to focus on his disciples, that was your doing. Jesus' hands were open. You gave, you took away. Father, I want to thank you that you gave the Son 
resources, heavenly resources, to accomplish the work you gave them to do and to serve those people. Right now where you are at, um, I want to ask you to affirm to God the work he's given you to do. Take a few moments, let the Holy Spirit lead, and let him bring to mind the work God has given you to do. Now take a few moments and affirm the people he's placed in your hands. Those men and women, those students, those children, he's entrusted to you. Affirm to God, name them by name. If it's a large group, name the group. Affirm them. If the Father, well, let me say, if the Son has given you a work to do, and if he's placed people in your hands, he is going to give you the resources to accomplish that work and to minister to and serve those followers. Jesus is giving to you his authority, spiritual authority that you might minister to them, that you might protect them. Jesus is giving to you his words that you might give them away and minister to them. Jesus is giving to you the Father's name, Yahweh Sabaoth, that you could call on angels to protect them and keep them from the evil one. Jesus is giving to you his glory. That as you minister, you touch people, there's a glory there. There's something supernatural that's happening. And you can give that glory to them. Jesus is giving to you the spirit without limit that you can fulfill the work he's called you to do. Lord Jesus, I praise you that you're building your church. I praise you that your kingdom is advancing. I praise you that you've included us as members of the body of Christ, you've given us a work to do. You've given us followers, entrusted people to us, and you've given us these resources. Lord Jesus, may we bring glory to your name on earth by completing this work you've given us to do. In your name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> I want to encourage you to take hold of this work Jesus has given you to do and the people he's entrusted to you and to enter into the truth, the reality of the truth that he's given you these resources as the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. So that as you pray for the kingdom, 
You are one who is sent. You are doing God's bidding. And you are empowered. You are given resources to do that work of prayer for the kingdom. May the Lord bless you today. And may you fulfill the work Jesus has given you. Blessings to you.